I often joke that as communications professionals, we are more therapists who have to master the art of persuasion while allowing others to think your idea is theirs. There is some truth in that joke. How often do you sit and listen to colleagues or clients vent about the latest goings on within the organization? And as you listen, help them formulate a plan to work around the issue or issues. Persuading others to go along with a course of action, agree to a commitment, or accept a decision can be difficult even for highly experienced leaders. Often, that's because of a mistaken belief that it's all about the evidence. Make your data supported case and you'll win. In fact, persuasion is not just about rhetoric. There's plenty of work to be done before you even approach an individual or team, especially when you're working with multiple audiences, both internally and externally. It turns out persuasion, as they say, is an art, one that many of us use every day while also needing to improve on it. So we're therapists, psychologists, neurologists, that's not the right word, (laughs) human behaviorists and communicators all rolled into one. This is what we'll discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast, how to use our skills to improve the art of persuasion and how to figure out the right word for neurologists that I was meaning to say. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Our former CMO, Laura Petrolino, was a master at the art of persuasion. Not only could she help turn clients around, she could stick ideas in their head that eventually they would think were their own, making our jobs significantly easier. She also could tell someone to stick it where the sun don't shine, and they would thank her for it and send her flowers as a form of gratitude. It was fun to watch, and certainly to learn from. Several years ago, we had a client who refused, 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 refused to do any video. I mean, did not want to do it, did not want to touch it, did not believe in it. He didn't believe in it, he didn't watch videos, and he didn't think anyone else did, despite all of the statistics we would show him. We succumbed to the idea that we would win if we showed him enough data. We were wrong. So their COO and I concocted a plan. He would start recording videos to use internally to make announcements, reward employees, and impart news. To no one's surprise, except maybe the CEO, they were highly effective. And in fact, he collected quite a fan club from their more than 1,000 employee base. A year later, the CEO came to me and said, you know, I think we should start doing video. I'm ready to get in front of the camera. I grinned, I might have sighed internally to myself, and said, I think that's a fabulous idea, the art of persuasion. My friend Peter Fowler sent me a recent article from Wharton by G. Richard Schell, Wharton Professor of Legal Studies and Business Ethics, and co-author of the book, The Art of Woo, Using Strategic Persuasion to Sell Your Ideas. He wrote about how to increase your influence and get more of what you want by mastering the art of persuasion. He says, quote, first, you need to understand who to talk to and just as importantly, in what order, end quote. This means that if you'd want to do video, but the CEO is adamantly against it, you start with someone who will not only do it with you, but has enough influence on the CEO and inside the organization to help make change. First, identify the connections between people and how to draw the shortest distance between them. In the case of our client, working with the COO made a lot of sense because he was bought in and he's a direct line to the CEO. In other cases, you may not have such a direct line. In another client example, when social media became a thing, we were working to build an internal team of employees who would embrace social and bring it into the organization as a way to communicate with one another and externally. Not everyone, 
if you remember, was bought in. And the senior leadership team thought it was just a fad. So we built a group of team members who were already playing with it a bit on their own, and we worked with them to begin to use it inside the organization. Eventually, it became something that everyone did. Of course, some of that was because social media became a part of all of our personal and professional lives, but the organization adopted it much more quickly because of the group of employee ambassadors. It put them ahead of their competition by a few years, and the CEO finally, finally admitted it wasn't a fad. To identify the connections and get people on board to help you push things through, you must have a strategy. Be aware of those who will put up resistance, what that resistance will be, and how you adjust your request to appeal to each person. In just a few minutes, I'll be back to talk you through the action steps Professor Shell recommends to make this work for you and to improve your art of persuasion. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. And I also looked up the word I meant, and it's neuropsychology, not neurologists. You're welcome. Neuropsychology. In his article, Professor Shell recommends five action steps. Number one, it's always about relationships. Number two, grab their attention. Number three, give them credit. Number four, practice fairness. And number five, develop multiple paths. Let's go through each of what he means and how you can implement them in your daily lives. Number one, it's always about relationships. This is not a surprise to you. This is what you do. Communicators are relationship builders. And it's important to remember that the relationships come first when you're working to gain consensus and persuade groups of people to move toward an action. Professor Shell says, quote, as the African folk saying goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together, end quote. Build relationships to help you achieve the best results. Number two, grab their attention. Develop and practice your five-minute pitch. Shell and his team put together a simple four-step structure for your pitch. Number one, frame the problem so they understand it and accept it as legitimate. Number two, explain how the problem arose. Number three, propose your answer in simple terms. And number four, make the case why your answer is the best one compared with obvious alternatives. In the case of our client who didn't want to do video, I framed it to the COO, who was very willing to do the work and also believed video was the future, as a way to get his boss's involvement, while proving that it was the most engaging medium we could use. The four-step structure worked here well because he knew we had to do something, but wasn't sure what the right solution was. We got there together. 
Number three is give them credit. We all like to be given credit for the work we do, and we all hate it when someone else takes credit for the work that we do, which unfortunately happens way too often in the work world. It costs you nothing to give credit where it is due, and it creates the best kinds of relationships. Go back to the first action step here. When the CEO finally said he wanted to do video, I gave all the credit to his COO. As my mom would say, you attract more bees with honey than vinegar. Give people credit for doing the hard work with you. Number four is practice fairness. I have 5,000 siblings. Okay, not really, but it feels like 5,000. And my mom always worked really hard to make sure things were always fair for all of us. Her aunt, my great aunt Levin, did the same. For all of our birthdays, she would spoil us rotten with lots of gifts. And she always brought everyone else a small gift. We all got spoiled on each other's birthdays and it was fabulous and fair. I miss that woman. But people also know when you're not being fair or when you're treating others differently. This is challenging, particularly when you're practicing the art of persuasion and working with someone who may not be, shall we say, your favorite. But that's when it's even more important to be fair. Always be fair. This works with children too, by the way. And number six, develop multiple paths. This is what Professor Shell has to say about developing multiple paths. Quote, brainstorming a variety of options for solving problems rather than settling on the first one you happen to stumble upon will give you the chance to enhance working relationships with more people. You will also solve problems in ways that you do not create new or unexpected issues for others. The chances are good that the first solution you come up with will work well for you, but the second or third may work equally well for you but also better for others. To put it simply, consult widely before deciding what to do. Then examine the available options from multiple perspectives, not just your own, end quote. All to say, explore different options and figure out which will work best for each of your intended audiences. As you build relationships, you'll know how to persuade each person. Just like I quickly figured out that pounding the CEO with all the video engagement data wouldn't work, I had to develop another path to get him to the point that he would finally agree to do it. The art of persuasion is something every communicator must master, both internally and externally. With these five action steps and some consistent elbow grease, you will get there. If you're not already part of the SpinSucks community and you'd like to hang out with like-minded individuals, you can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 